What's up, everybody? Welcome yet again to another episode of our favorite and your favorite wrestling podcast, Lucha HSP. And if you don't know by now what HSP stands for, I've got two words for you. Well, actually three words for you because it stands for House Show Podcast. And as speaking to you right now, if you don't know, the voice of violence, Mars, people just call me Mars, people call me many things. Some of them I can't even say on the air. As always, I'm joined by my tag team partners. First of all, from Parts Unknown, he is the armless wonder of the world, Renzo Simbrasos, and the man who guides this crazy ship through the uncharted and iceberg-filled waters of the past week in professional wrestling, Rowdy Roddy Ara. So, Hot Rod, why don't you ring that imaginary bell, ding, 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 and get this shit show on the road? Oh, my God, what an intro. Love wow. it. What That's it for now. This is the intro. You are the man for the is intro. That's it. Sold. Pay. <laughs> Come on. Put the money in there. We don't have money, but it doesn't matter. Put the That's money all right. in I don't charge by the word. That's all right. It's good. That's all right. And normally lawyers, you know, the, the first hours for free. Um, so it's good. <laughs> we got to just stack it up. Uh, well, like you say, we're back to another episode this week. We got a lot of shit loads to talk about. Uh, we didn't do uh, We didn't record last week. So we're kind of doing like... Uh, Fortnightly podcast at the moment. We we're recording every every fifteen days. So it's kind of lining up with all the pay per views. So it's kind of it works out not not too bad. Uh, but like always, you guys can find us all the different uh, social media. So in Spotify, we're in Instagram, Facebook, name it. Instagram is the be- the best and the easiest. And YouTube, we got the snippets going up of our videos and what we talk uh, during during the podcast. Also, you're on Spotify, of course. You can find us, listen to us, and then share us. Shout out to the track. It's always there. Listen to us. So always, always good. Um, so what do we start with? What do you guys What do you guys think we got to start with? Uh, I'll leave it up to you. Well, why don't we start with Renzo? Because big things happen in AEW, so why don't we kick it off there? All right. Let's go. Let's go AEW. Oh, let's go. AEW. Let's go to the world of AEW. And a lot happened this week because we had full gear. Uh, which was, in my opinion, one of the, the best events of the AEW calendar this year. Some great matches to be had. If you missed out on Full Gear, please do yourself a favor and watch Full Gear this this year because it had some cracker matches. And look, it started with something that... Uh, we didn't necessarily know where it was going with the pre-show. Uh, the guns attacked MJF, which meant that MJF was potentially injured for his title match with Jay White at the end, okay. but more on that a little bit later. Um, but it really kicked off with the Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland versus the Patriarchy, which I love that that heel faction name of Kristen Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. This match was great. It, it was great start because what actually happened was in at no moment did Adam Copeland and Christian Cage face off. Every time Christian Cage got tagged in and Adam Copeland got tagged in, the crowd went ballistic, but Christian would find a way to weasel his way out of it. So it's building up a, for a good storyline. It's building up for the eventual mouth-watering clash between Christian Cage and, and Adam Copeland and you know we're leaving leaving the, the fans hanging right so I can't wait till that happens um what about you guys what uh what do you think Rod about this mate I think um at, at, we've seen um many no we don't see we are sorry I'll rephrase that we haven't seen Davi Allen that emotion of any moment but mate that entry got to him 
you can mm -hmm. see when that music hit, he just in the mirror, he, he lived all of our streams in that moment. Because when you mm -hmm. see Sting in there, and then he came out with like Adam Copeland's, uh, they all come with Adam Copeland's uh, jacket, and then they have a Sting full face, David in half face, and then you got Adam Copeland with a half face as well, painted. And then when he, Adam Copeland missing hits, you can see Darby Allen in the middle, literally on his knees, head down. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that moment was awesome. I think that moment was just a, a moment that Darby Allen will treasure for the rest of his life because, man, to, to have a trios match uh, that involves Sting and Adam Copeland in the same act, and you are the third wheel in there, um, and it's just great. And like you said, um, this, this uh, um, what's it called? This uh, tag team, uh, sorry, this... Um, Feel between Adam Copeland and uh, and what's called and uh, Christian Cage is yeah like I said, it's building up to be good. We know the Adam uh, Edge Adam Copeland, however you want to call him, is a good writer as well. He's been behind a few matches in WWE back in the day. So as Christian Cage, so of course they're gonna they're building up to something that's gonna be epic. Um, and also we we had Rick Flame between involved in this as well. So that that was mm -hmm. fun as well. So a, a good. 15 minutes match this like you said it was just full packed of craziness and especially to keep seeing this thing that active um if we say at the moment oh this thing is kind of losing it it's time to retirement and now you watch this and you're like you're really gonna retire now you still got it man you know mm -hmm. you still got it what do you yeah. think Mas? you still got it <laughs> yeah well look Look, wrestlers in retirement. I mean, look who was standing on outside that ring, Ric Flair. How many times has he retired? Mm -hmm. yeah. like, he's got. He's had, he's had more last shows than Kiss. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yes. but uh, mate, look, uh, like you said, I reckon for Darby Allen, this would have been like a you know a, a dream come true, being part of uh, Sting's alleged you know final match and being in that ring with um, Edge or Adam Copeland and um, and Sting, and then having Ric Flair out there, and then on the other side having Christian as part of it too. I mean, that, that's just huge. And, yeah, and I'm really liking the build-up. It's a, it's a slow – definitely a slow cook to the lead-up uh, for Christian against Adam Copeland. Um, and one thing that ha did happen this week in AEW in relation to this uh, that faction, the patriarchy, um, the change of names. I mean, I was never a big fan of Luchasaurus. Um, yeah. he's, he's now known as Killswitch, I think, which I think is <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, that's, that's, that's a badass. Um, that suits him more. And I wouldn't be surprised if he loses the mask soon. I was going um, to ask that. I was about yeah. to ask it. What do you think um, about I wouldn't Luchasaurus? be surprised if he loses the mask soon. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I didn't like the whole Luchasaurus theme. It's, it's a bit too um, cartoonish for, for for him anyway. I don't know. I, I, I don't mind. It was fun. But yeah, him losing the, the mask would be something that... Um, because people that probably haven't seen him because he hasn't been without the mask for a long time, but he was in WWE sometime. So people mm -hmm. kind of reminding his face. It's hard to picture because he was completely different. No tattoos, no long hair. He didn't look uh, scary. He didn't look scary. <laughs> also, now imagine taking taking the mask off and still look like a badass. It looked mm. great. And, and I think it's getting to that point. I think it's getting to a point that he's going to have to lose the Luchasaurus a character mm -hmm. and it just been himself as a, or whatever he comes to kill be switch, which is a great name kill switch yeah. right now yeah. and being kill switch without the luchasaurus i just hope they mm. do a really good promo video before he loses the mask you know like it hope that this did a really good thing yeah. uh, involving christian cage kind of talking to him and telling him hey it's time you, you gotta mm -hmm. lose it 
you know, something like that, something that is really epic to the moment that he loses the mask in the dark and then he comes out of in the ring without the mask and it's boom, yeah. new music, new everything. It's just like, wow. You can't face, you can't face your demons while you're wearing a mask. Oh, something Take like off that. the mask. Come face yeah. to face yeah. with the darkness. Embrace the darkness. Yeah. And plus it would be great <laughs> if great. these matches with the return of uh, a Jungle Boy. If I'm yeah. right I just remember because Jungle Boy hasn't come through, come through yet. So imagine him come back and then you see Luchasaurus as a kill switch without the mask. It'll be like, mm-hmm. uh, because they they were tag team for a long time. They, they came into AEW mm-hmm. together. So um, that's also another story that we're going to see on the makes when he comes back as well. So it'll be two different yeah, characters yeah. to what they were before. And that's a great story to tell as well. So nah, it's fucking yeah. crazy to be. Everything to that thing was awesome. Yeah, Jack Perry and Luchasaurus were taking champions at one stage as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the interesting thing for me in this match as well was Darby Allen took a really, really bad hit. Oh, yeah. um, Luchasaurus chokeslammed him onto the hardest part of the ring on the outside of the, yeah. of the mat, yeah. on the edge of the mat. And the interesting thing is that Darby Allen, a few days, he should be now, he's climbing Mount Everest. So that guy. As you do. Yeah. He's, he's crazy. He has so many injuries. Yeah. Fucking himself doing skateboarding and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Those pro skaters, man, they're like, they, they're, oh, I yeah. swear, they're just, they've got no bones. They're just all cartilage. Like, come on. That's it. Seriously. What a beast. What a yeah, beast. Yeah. He's a beast. He is. I, I get um, tired just thinking about climbing Mount Everest. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the next match we had was uh, Orange Cassidy, uh, who defeated John Moxley um, in a singles match for the AEW International Championship. This one, is as well it's kind of building up for for something bigger there's there's that ever uh, lasting feud between orange cassidy and, and john moxley i'm yeah. glad orange cassidy that didn't take the the belt away uh from this mm-hmm. one so that was a, a little good entertaining match only lasted uh about 12 minutes so it was great but the next match after that was oh wow it was great timeless tony storm defeated hikaru yeah. shida so she's the new aew women's world champion three-time Women's World Champion for Tony Storm and man, her timeless character. Yeah, her timeless character is amazing, man. It's so funny. It's hilarious. Today on to um, Dynamite, yeah, they they did like an Academy Awards ceremony yeah. where <laughs> she won she won the the belt, you know. But they did a whole Academy Award presentation for her. Yeah. Oh man, just you know what? It, it's, it's amazing. Me, I I didn't really like it at the start because you know. It, it remind you know, I don't know if you guys are Seinfeld guys or not, but um, there's an episode where Kramer goes to LA and he meets and like he's, he becomes an actor and he lives in this like apartment building and there's this old lady and there's this old lady who's like this old style actress and she talks like that and Tony, and that character reminded me of her. But what Tony Storm's been able to do with it is just it's I've come around and I'm a, I'm a big well I've been a big fan of Tony Storm for a while and she's a really nice lady too and I met her at WrestleCon. Um, so no, good on it. And how about the fact that the two biggest wrestling organizations have two Aussie female champions? Like that yeah. that's pretty that's pretty fucking good. It is, man. Aussie's on a roll, man. Aussie's on a roll. <laughs> the, the next match, wow. It was crazy. It was a four-way tag team ladder match for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. So it had Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus La Facción Incordonable versus uh, which is Rush and Dralistico, who was Sin Cara in WWE. Yep. Um, wow. FT, FTR, 
and Kings of the Black Throne, which is Malachi Black and Brody what King. What a name. What a name. Yeah, the Kings what of name. the Black Throne. The House oh of Black comes out with the best name. So metal. So metal. Yeah, <laughs> it is so metal. This match was crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I have never seen uh, a ladder match. Uh, like this, not even. Oh wow, that's a big call, man. Yeah, that's a big call. On the brakes, it was. No man, it was crazy. They were just throwing ladders like left, right, and center. Like not not just side on ladders, like front ladders in the face. And there was a there was a move where Brody King just kind of um, oh, did like a, a realistic, yeah, yeah, destroyed realistic. Yeah, man, and and realistic mm-hmm. just did not get up from that uh, on the ladder it was absolutely crazy that was yeah that was on outside of the ring it was nuts so if you love ladder matches you love this one this was great ricky starks and big bill retained for that one and it was really hard for the crowd to kind of come back from all of the emotion from that match to the julia hart chris statlander and sky blue uh three-way match for the tbs championship but eventually they got into it and, oh, man, uh, great for Julia Hart because she's the new TBS championship. And we've been talking about her for months, man. She's with this, um, you know, the House of Black, what she's doing with the House of Black is amazing. She's getting trained by Malachi Black at the moment. Uh, and, Mars, for your information, she was actually discovered by um, Cody Rhodes and trained by Cody Rhodes initially. So oh, okay. At the Nightmare yeah, Factory. At the Nightmare Factory. So this girl has potential and she's only 22 uh, recently turned 22 recently married as well so yeah great for julia hartman man the judgment yeah, day the judgment day is uh it's it's uh, well, the, the the house of black and the, imagine a house of black against the judgment day bro oh, oh that's a dream man. that's a forbidden door 100 but, but 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 there you yeah. go like look at look at the similarities now you got julia hart a giant champion uh part of the uh house of black the house of black will return it will come back with titles at the moment. He, they don't have the trio title at the moment, but there definitely will be some champion at the time and they will start bringing all the gold to House of Black. Um, and Julia Hartman, I, I think it was about time for her to get a, a, a title. I didn't like the mm-hmm. fact that Chris Stanley lost it so fast. I think she could keep it a bit longer, but also it was a good way to give give way to a, a young uh, champion with a, with a really kind of uh, title for a young. You know, like the TNT title. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they made yeah, for this, the young, young generation. So um, it's good that she, she got in. Let's see how long she's going to keep it. Because now she's going to start, uh, we think, she might start wrestling more or maybe she'll do something like mommy and just do it every now and then. Uh, but yeah. who knows? Too many belts. Yeah. Too many belts. That's no, all I'm like saying it. about that. I like it. I like it because the different belts, like women's here, the yeah. TBS and TNT, we know because of the deals with television, all the stuff. Same thing happened in WWE, but have trios titles, fucking great. Have tag team titles, fucking great. You know, um, it, the AEW uh, international title, awesome. But then also you got the, the, unfortunately, you got the Ring of Honor championships getting in between the stuff. But mm-hmm. in, in terms of AEW titles, I think that they're all right at the moment. Because every title yeah, has its right. purpose. He has a purpose, you know. TNT title is more for the younger generation. So it's a TBS title. And then you got the heavyweight title, the intercontinental, like so always, the international championship title has to be battled between, you know, from different continents. That's the whole point of it. 
even though they haven't done it for a while. And they have a trio title. I think that's one thing that WWE has missed for a long time, have that trio title. I think in WWE it would be so good, but at the moment they can barely keep up with fucking tag teams. But back in the day it would be awesome. But no, it does totally good. And Julia Hartman, she's getting trained by one of the best. So Yeah, yeah. And look, the, the next match was probably the the best match of the year, I think. Um up until now, Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page. Holy shit. These the guys that was it was a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. And look, good on Hangman, we've been talking about, you know, before in the past, we'd say, oh, Hangman, you know, what's he doing there and things like that. But what he's doing for Swerve Strickland is absolutely amazing. Swerve, I'm going to say it now, next year he'll be champion at some stage, um, world champion, because that guy is absolutely crazy. He is truly a main eventer. What he did with Hangman is crazy, absolutely crazy. There was... There was a part where um, Hangman was had a stapling staple gun, and he was just stapling Swerve Strickland everywhere. Yeah. Hey. He put the run sheet. He stapled him. He stapled him with a run sheet. Um, put staples on his face. Right. There were barbed wire chairs, barbed wire tables. The Swerve was bleeding profusely. Worthy of the name, Dexter Dead Match. What can yeah. you say? That's yeah. what you expect when you hear the word yeah. Dead Match. That's what you're waiting for. You're waiting mm-hmm. for blood and fucking craziness, like to the point that the winner <laughs> has to be in a crimson bed, like a mask and fucking blood all over the place. Like it's, it's a dead match, right? Otherwise, what's the point yeah. about it? And look, it was the longest match of the night and it didn't feel like the longest match because just everything that they were doing was just like, oh, wow, how are they going to get up out of that? There was a cinder block used a couple of times it was just ballistic glass you name it they used it these guys did great and there was a moment where uh adam page wrapped uh barbed wire around swerve strickland's head and it got caught on the side of his lip oh man on the side of his mouth oh man yeah pain painful no robert tips in aw And the the interesting thing was that took a lot out of the crowd as well for the next match. So it was the Golden Jets, which was Chris Jericho and and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. Before you move to the next match, sorry, before you move to the next match, I got to see. So Stickland, great tribute to Bray Wyatt uh, with them Rotunda. The way he came out in the ring, um, the pants, the whole thing. And even the way he wrestled, it was really Bray Wyatt style, which he was... uh, to the heart of all the, the all the fans, and you could see it on the social media. Everyone was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Great way to get paid tribute to to one of the greatest. It was fucking left too long, like too early. Um, but fuck yeah, I just wanted to point it out because it's, it's, it was a great tribute. Yeah, no, that was that was awesome, awesome of Swerve, man. Like I said, he's he's doing so good, and he's Prince Nana, and you know his faction that he's got. Oh man, they're his just music. they're just great, doing great stuff. Yeah, yeah, his music is awesome. Of course, because he raps it right, so it's his his own yeah. his own jam. His own music. Um, so the Golden Jets, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks, um, and this one was if if the Golden Jets lost, that had to disband. If the Golden Jets beat the Young Bucks, then the Young Bucks would have to give up their uh, World Championship Tag Team opportunity. The Young Bucks lost, 
It was a great match. Uh, I think this is probably the last time we're going to see the Young Bucks for a while. Yeah. They're taking a hiatus. I don't know for how long. Uh, there's rumors flying around that they haven't signed an extension for AEW. So who knows? There's. I'll talk about this later in the um, in the my segment of the Wrestleverse where someone tweeted something. So yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. But um, the Young Bucks on hiatus, the Golden Jets win. So Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, what a team, man. These guys are doing great. Sweet that Kenny Omega is, is battled the Young Bucks. That's, that's really strange uh, because he's not a heel uh, at the moment. Um, the Young Bucks are heelish at the moment. Not really bad. I think the Young Bucks, are, they were battling with a lot of injuries before. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, they, they're probably thinking about the last chance to go to WWE. Uh, probably they're going to get as a tag team if they get it. Um, it would be weird if they actually signed for WWE because that means the original guys that actually started AEW are now with WWE, except mm-hmm. of uh, who's the only one left, Kenny Omega. Um, but America. the guys that actually started it, the whole revolution kind of stuff and going against WWE, um, which was great. I was uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. So it, it'll be a really weird thing to see him go. But at the same time, eh, it works in favor of my theory. But who knows? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Marce? What do you think about them leaving for some oh, time? Your theory or of the young bucks? <laughs> uh, leave my theory alone. I'm just getting more information for it at the moment because I know I'm right. I just want to make sure. I'm, I'm, I'm I guess a lawyer here, so I got to make sure I got the facts right. And I got enough information for an argument to win the case. Otherwise, I'm. What's the point, you know? Um, I'd, I'd, I'll be very surprised if we see the young bucks in the WWE. Um, but you know it's it's the wrestling business, so who knows? Um, I did I did see that they were taking a hiatus. Um, I don't know too much about them. Um, you know me being the WWF WWE guy, um, I don't really know a lot of the history of the AEW guys. I don't rely on you guys to um, tell me that. Or and but now as I get more and more into it, I kind of understand a bit more. But I'd be very surprised if they end up in WWE. I just don't see them fitting in. But what what the hell do I know? <laughs> Yeah, could be. Weirder things have happened, Mars. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Weirder things have happened, yeah. And the last one was... My, my measuring stick, as I always say to you guys on the chat, hey, they pushed Bill Goldberg, so anything can happen, mate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goldberg yeah. won a title in South Arabia when he should have fucking won a title, and he was the universal mm. title. So, yeah, mm. who the fuck knows? Yeah. Uh, and the last match was MJF versus Jay White. MJF came back. Adam Cole was going to replace him uh, on crutches. Um, and he didn't. He, thank God he didn't because Adam Cole looks really banged up. But uh, MJF uh, defeated Jay White and he retains the AEW World Champion. The good thing is that Jay White looked really strong because it took MJF uh, a few hits of the ring, the belt um, with the referee distracted to, to kind of knock him out um, and get the pinfall. But what was interesting, there was a, a moment in the match, man. Uh, Mars would love it. I'll try and get the, the clip, Mars, so you can see it. Um, Jay White was standing on, on the outside of the ring, right, on the top, just on the outside, and MJF uh, launched himself off one of the ropes and did a flying cutter over the turnbuckle 
and Jay White landed flat on his face on the wow. outside. It was crazy. Probably one of the best cutters I've seen, man. It was wow. nuts. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll try and get a, a hold of that so you can see it. It was ballistic. But overall, look, it was a, a great event for gear. Like I said, probably one of the strongest ones that AEW have held this year. So looking forward to, to what they come up with. Today in Dynamite, the devil appeared and Adam Cole was in the ring with MJF at the time. So that rules out. Uh, oh really? Hang on, go back, oh, yeah. go back. I want to say something about this match. Don't don't rule it okay. out. Okay. We've <laughs> seen what happened to Adam Cole. But let me ask you a question. Have we seen him with a doctor? <laughs> have we seen <laughs> him with a doctor? Have we <laughs> seen him? Yeah. Have we, uh, after you put it pointed out, I started looking at like we haven't seen him in a surgery place. We have like John Cena straight away. We haven't seen anything official from AW. So the injury doesn't look like an injury. So it might be mm. a really good work because so far a person, because he has, he's wearing the boot, which is fair enough. Yeah. But we haven't seen with doctors. We haven't seen him out of the ring. He's been active constantly. Um, any wrestler has been out of, with an injury. And watch, that's what we thought. At the beginning, it was like, okay, he's out for a bit. Um, but we've seen him doing segments. We've been seeing him doing uh, a lot of stuff. So the whole injury part, um, it actually makes a lot of sense and could be that someone else is in a bit under the mask, but he's involving it. Uh, remember that he still wants a, the, the shot at the title. He still wants a title, Adam Cole. So that's why I'm like, I don't, I can't rule out Adam Cole anymore out of, out of this whole devil kind of stuff, because let's face it, NJF is going through the baby phase. So we need the, we need the heel and who better heel than the, the Adam Cole. There's nobody heal than him. So, I don't know. I still think Adam Cole is the devil. Um, I haven't seen today's Dynamite. I'll probably watch it after we finish recording. Um, I still I still think it's him. Um, it's the, like, he, what a massive heel turn. Like, the only guy that MJF has trusted, never had any friends, uh, finally trusts one man, becomes his BFF, you know, his broski, and he turns on him. Adam Cole is the devil. Um, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast I was listening to. I think it was Sam Roberts, and he said, "What if it's, uh, yeah, Britt Baker under the mask?" Yeah. Well, it could have been Britt Baker while Adam Cole was in the ring. Exactly. Um, I I still think the injuries are work. I think the way he did the injury was 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 uh, different. Was strange. Um, I still say that Adam Cole is the devil. Yeah. Have you ever watched Scooby Doo movies? Yeah. I would have gone away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Mask off. The Scooby-Doo movies, you know, there's always someone hoping the bad guy when they should be in Mm one place. So it could happen. I don't know why I broke Scooby-Doo, but whatever. Um, But yeah, uh, I think the same. I think he is, uh, it could be the the work between uh, Madam Cole and uh, uh, what's called uh, Brick Breaker because Brick Breaker also a great heel. So having them both starting as a couple, as a heel and just win everything it just also gives us the vibe the fact we could see the um the undisputed era getting together again and mm-hmm. the whole work with um with uh what's it called Roderick strongman is probably just just a work it's just uh it's bullshit yeah just to make it mm-hmm. look like that and at the end of the day it's just the four of them the three of the Roddy strongman together with adam cole plus we pick up you got the faction right there 
Yeah, so, and they, and like don't forget, there's about three or four masked men that or masked people that are helping the devil. So who's yeah, to say right. that's not Rodrick Strong and you know the other guys? Yeah, probably, yeah, know, yeah. probably that injury is fake too. You know, because mm. we haven't seen any doctors. Yeah, it's sure. a whole fake. That 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 we know that one's fake. So. The whole turnaround of this against MJF will be fucking great. And in the moment it happens, is it will launch MJF as a baby face, which hasn't happened since MJF started or since he's been in the Indies. Um, and there will be a different way to have a hillish MJF baby face and then a full-on Adam Cole. And Adam Cole, as a heel, we know what he's able to do. He works better as heel than does as a as a face. Great, great, good things. Look, and, it, and it's it's interesting because yeah, look, I'm I'm thinking less and less that it's Dolph Ziggler because uh, I shared a photo with you guys that Dolph yeah. Ziggler mm, was yeah. at uh, Full Gear, and he wouldn't make it that known that because no. that photo was shared around everywhere. It's obvious Dolph Ziggler will be there, right? It, yeah. You know, Dolph Ziggler's going. His brother's there. He's friends with everyone. Um, he's going, and he, he wouldn't make it that apparent that he was there if he was yeah, the devil, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think it's uh, Adam Cole. You're right, guys. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But, fuck, yeah, full gear. If you don't watch it, watch it. But, but fuck, what we talk? we're talking wrestling fans. Probably already watched it. Um, <laughs> so, so, just recapping what we thought about it. But, uh, great. Well done, uh, Renzo. That was fucking awesome. And, um, yeah, rig, full gear. One of the strongest. We needed a really strong um, pay-per-view for AEW for some time. They were mm-hmm. losing the battle uh, with WWE, so they needed something this strong. And we, we're forgetting something really, like really important as well. Will Osprey, he had us yeah. in the fucking uh, yeah. ropes. He's gonna go to WWE. He started the Twitter feud with um, with with uh, what's it called Seth Rollins. With Seth Rollins. So we thought, far out. Will Osprey, and he was hinting it, and he appearing at AEW, bro. He just, he, everyone just ballistic because Will Osprey, we know what he's capable of, and he's gonna go for the big title. So that's a great guy to put in the mix for the big title. So just really happy that Will Osprey is there. Um, and and I think that's it. This Will Osprey won't won't go anywhere else after this. It'd be really, really hard for me to go anywhere else because he will sign a deal. And also, uh, we saw New Japan congratulating him, saying, "Happy to see uh, a, what's called Will Osprey in AEW. He will keep going, doing great things for AEW and New Japan." So clearly, he's still part of New Japan, not as an active 100%, but you still go to New Japan and do stuff. So that's a great thing to have. Um, Look, it's it, interesting as well yeah. with Will Ospreay because uh, have a listen to some of these matches that he'll he'll have potentially uh, when he joins or when he's there next year. Uh, Osprey versus MJF, Osprey versus Brian Danielson, Osprey versus Adam Copeland, Osprey mm-hmm. versus Swerve, Osprey versus Hangman, versus, uh, Osprey Joe. versus Moxley. He, he mentioned Andre, Samoa Joe. Yeah, Andre Ridolo. Versus Malachi Black, holy crap, that would be an amazing match. Versus Buddy Matthews, versus Darby Allen, yeah. uh, versus Miro. And one, so and one, he's got and some one good that, opponents. And one that he said he he wants to have a proper run is with Jay White. They never got to have mm-hmm. the good run in New Japan, and he's this is the opportunity for them to have a good run um, in in AEW. So we could see that as well. So, so it's full of good things. 
nothing mm -hmm. better than happen. AEW is starting to pack up with big guns now, starting to bring the big ones, starting to sign, being smart in the signage, being a smart signing, no more than just fan, fan base ones, starting to be really smart about it and, and know who's keeping around, who's going and just giving the opportunity to these big, big starts going out. Um, so from this, we move to what is coming this weekend, what is coming soon which is a WWE Survivor Series with, it's going to be a really controversial men's war games match. Uh, I think we got heaps of 100 million theories that we're going to be talking about here. <laughs> but we're going to go to the matches that we know is going to happen. Um, we could see change of titles about here. Uh, probably not. I've seen it really hard. I don't know if we're going to say Look, we're going to talk about the two title matches that are going to be here, but I don't know if it's worth to spend too much time on it because we know the outcome of them, which will be the Gunter Miss match and the Rhea Ripley Soy Stark match. I don't think much is going to happen here. Gunter is just to have a good run with Miss to keep him in, in like, he'll keep him running because he will lose the title soon, but not against the Miss. That would be really stupid uh, from uh, WWE. I, I don't. I disagree. That. Really? Ooh. Against against the Miss? I think we're waiting for... I disagree. Really? Uh, I disagree. Um, and I think I think Ludwig Kaiser is going to cost Gunther the title. If you look at that way... Maybe not, maybe not on purpose. Maybe not on purpose. But he's going to cost him the title. Because Ludwig's out of favour with Gunther. Vinci's now like basically in charge of Ludwig because of what we saw. On Raw, um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm fantasy booking. Maybe I'm just, you know, going nuts. Maybe it's the medication. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's the popping panadols. I've been popping panadols for the past week. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he loses the title. He's had it for a very long time. Um, that, that promo, he, uh, Gunter and Miz cut, that, that was, was phenomenal. Great. That was phenomenal. Awesome. Like Gunter, so good, so believable, so such a natural heel, um, and I, and like that 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 accent that he's got too that helps him too. Um, That's so a, look, such I a Nazi vibe, bro. <laughs> oh, you said that, not me. <laughs> I, I don't mind. Um, the WWE really fucked it up one time, so what's the point of not saying it? <laughs> so look, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Um, Rhea Ripley, obviously, no, she's not going to lose a title. No. Um, Zoe Starks is great, great competitor, but um, she's not ready for the strap yet. And and like I, I said it a couple of weeks ago, um, Rhea's going to be like a Roman Reigns type champion. She's just she's going to annihilate everybody, and um, she's going to be around for a while. And she's red hot. So why would you take the strap off her? Exactly, exactly. Yep. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think about the Gunter Miss? Like, who do you think is going to win? I'm I'm tipping it down. Uh, I got I got Gunter. I, uh, I, I think Gunter. I think Gunter. Mars's theory is good. It's intriguing, but I think Gunter will win. Yeah. And I think that the, the theory that, that, that you got Mars is good. The only thing is, it just started. I think I think that's the big problem with that one. It just started to have these problems. It's not right, that it has yeah. been for a while. And we know what about, that. Those, what about this? What about this? What, what about this? Gunter retains the title, but he loses the match by disqualification. That that could be that that I like it. That, that wouldn't be bad. I yeah. think that that yeah. I like that, that. Yeah, I'll go with that. That's my prediction. Okay, 
if you put it that mm. way, yeah, yeah, I, I, I will agree. I'm still gonna put Ganta just because of the title, but mm. yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, probably he will lose by disqualification, but then mm. he'll still retain the title 100% because they, they still gotta cook this story between the what's yeah. happening with uh, with Punta and, and his whole group. So, to, doing yeah. it too soon, we know that is not really no. you know, releasing stuff too fast, they like to. Slow cooking. Slow cook. Slow cook tastes better. Exactly. Slow cook it. It falls off faster. It's better. And it's more, more mm-hmm. delicious. Um, mm-hmm. But let's move to to the really good match because we got here a great turn that we were predicting for a long time and finally happened, mm-hmm. which is Santos Coar against Carlitos uh, in a singles match. This was the definitive turn of Pablo Escobar. Selena Vega selling it like it was a telenovela. Great way to sell it, man. I think Selena Vega just saw it like a Mexican telenovela, like not yeah. tomorrow. It was freaking great. Um, mm. And then we say, uh, finally, uh, Santos Escobar here, which he does a great job. We saw it when he was in NXT uh, with the Legado del Fantasma. And and I think, and, and I think, as, I don't know if I shared with you guys, the um, someone created El Legado del Fantasma and the Latino World Order as two different factions. Mm. And then we got... Uh, Two of the guys up in it. That this been I forgot the name, but they are. Um, and then which had a, a, a Electra Lopez in um, mm-hmm. past part of the women, and then we had Santos Escobar, and then there was the tag team which I forgot about it right now, and there was uh, the names. But anyways, what do you guys think about this one? Yeah, like you said, Rod, we predicted this um, hill turn for Santos Escobar back when. Um, Ray, Ray Mysterio stepped in for the US title fight um, and won the title of Austin Theory. Um, and we said, this is gonna, this is the start of the heel turn for Santos. And sure enough, um, I love the way they've done it. Um, I love the way he came out the other day and dressed up in like his Scarface white suit and red shirt. Um, that was fantastic. Like, you know, say good night to the bug guy. Um, <laughs> So, no, nah, it's great, man. And Selena, as you said, uh, Selena Vega sold it beautifully with the tears, with the uh, the slap on the face, the classic, the ultimate insult, the paintbrush, mate. Boom, slap to the face. Um, loved it. Um, even I liked what Joaquin Wild and um, Cruz del Toro did as well, yeah. basically turning their backs and then getting attacked by Santos and then Carlitos coming out. I think Carlitos versus Santos is going to be a good fight. Uh, but I think Santos has to win that fight, obviously. There's no point in head training him heel and then he loses the first fight. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. There's no point in Santos losing that one. I think Santos is going to win. He'll win dirty, but he'll win. Yeah, he'll win. Uh, he'll win, absolutely. Yeah. And I hope they keep this storyline going, man, because it's it's great. You know, the, I'll, I'll, the yeah. like you said, the telenovela stuff is I'll amazing. tell you how he'll win. He'll win using brass knuckles. Oh. You win another way, probably, but yeah, I like that one. Also, Lotarios, that's what I couldn't fucking remember. That's Lotarios, it. Lotarios, uh, which is uh, Angel Garza and Huberto Carrillo. They, they're the that's ones it. who are going to join him in there. But it's a great joining, which will become one of the fuck, even bigger telenovela, which will be Daddy Dom joining Santos Escobar, which we saw already. No, no way, no, nah, no way. Santos Escobar, already, Santos Escobar already said it. Dom mm. was right. Mm. He said it. Dom was right. That means there is something yeah. there. Either Maybe. Yeah. There is something there. Because we know something's going to happen with Judgment Day either sooner or later. Something's going to happen. But it will be now bad to see Dom not 
because he's not gonna leave the judgment day, but kind of pulling away for the judgment day, still part of it, but kind of running this other thing on the side, kind of everyone understanding, yeah, you're going against your dad, we'll back you up, whatever you want. You got these guys here, you boys. There's like a they're like a alliance faction that you're gonna be running, mm-hmm. kind of stuff, kind of bikey style, you know. You got you <laughs> again, but then you got the what's the name of the? It's not the the um. The friends of the the, the the associates. Associates, there we go. It'll be like yeah. the associates, you know. You got the main guy running, but you got these associates, which is will be the uh the legal fantasma fuck, that'll be great because the two factions right there with uh, going against yeah. Latino war order and everything else happening, it'll be great. Mm. So I think that's that's what it's facing to be. And in this this way it's they're doing it really great because you need that Electra Lopez against Selena Vega, man, fuck. Been wanting to see Electro Lopez back for a long time, and when they're doing uh, Legal and Fantasmas NXT, man, they were doing great. They were doing a fucking absolutely awesome. Unfortunately, they didn't do what they were meant to do with them. But and also, and also, in a big one, you bring back tag team matches, proper tag team matches, because now mm-hmm. we're having factions. They got tag team, hey women, yeah. and then probably two heavy, two heavy hitters. So now we got proper tag teams forming, being part of different factions, which is Fucking way it's been needed for a long time in WWE. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. then we got, and then we got. Um, let's talk about the women's war games because I think it's the one mm-hmm. that's more, like quite out of all of them. Which we got Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi Blacker, Becky Lynch versus Damage Control, which is Bailey, Asuka, Eosky, and Kairi Sane. Something's gonna happen here, but whatever. What do you guys think about the match first? I think um, I think it'll be a victory for the for damage control, a heel victory. Um, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens as well. Something out of left field happens as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to watch. I, I'm very interested because, as I said, I just don't know what's going to happen. But if I had to pick one, I'll pick damage control. Yeah, I'm with you, Miles. Damage control for me for the win for this one. I'm surprised Charlotte Flair is uh, still hanging around. Seeing her dad and her husband are in AEW, but I don't know. That's me. Uh, we'll see how long she she does last. But um, no damage control for the win here. Yeah, I would say for a long time. Charlotte needs to go to AEW. They need they need mm-hmm. that strong of a person in there. They need they need they need Charlotte Flair there. We said it many times for the women women division. Why would um, she go to AEW? What she's just come out of the shadow of her dad. Her dad's not in WWE anymore. Why would she follow him there? Like she's her no, own Rick, person now. Rick Rick Flay's everywhere, bro. Fuck, fuck comes up to WWE all the time. You know, Rick Flay's everywhere. Not anymore. He's on the multi-year deal with AEW. He's not coming oh, yeah, back to 100%. WWE. But um, mainly because he's because uh, what we're saying big back in the day was when um, uh, Andrade was starting the faction. But now he's Andrade is uh, under the wing of uh, um, what's it called. I forgot her name right now. She had a different name in uh, uh, Mira's wife. Mira's uh, wife. CJ Perry. No. CJ Perry. CJ Perry. Yeah. Now she's signed Andrade, so she's like the um, agent for which we knew Andrade always needed an agent, um, and it works better when it's that way. Um, so I don't think it's gonna happen now. Uh, you know, she was supposed she was supposed to be on that WSW tour that we saw Renzo, but she signed with AEW. She didn't. She pulled out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, damn it, damn it. Fair enough. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, we're going to see damage control winning, but I think this would be damage control kicking ba- Bailey out. 
I think this is gonna be they're gonna turn into Bailey. Bailey, they're gonna kick him clean. Oh, I like that. Because I like that. We got Eoskai, we got Asuka, we got Kari Sane. We got all Japan here there. And on top we do we do we have uh what's the name of the other one? Forgot the name. Two seconds ago I had it in my head. Uh she's not wrestling at the moment. Uh ah, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. Um Dakota Kai, she's been in the shadows all this time, but if you see Dakota Kai, she's kind of moving the strings on the background while mm-hmm. Bailey's the one trying to work all this shit out. Um yeah. but then we got Bailey, Asuka and Eoskai together. I mean, this is an all Japan fucking all stars in there. You can't just this this has to be a faction, it has to be run for a long time. And if you look at it, Bailey's the odd one out. So it'll be mm. a great way to kick her out and then start this damage control without Bailey and Bailey going on on her own because I think she needs it. I think Bailey needs it. Bailey works way better by herself. Bailey has yeah. really good singles. And I think having Bailey out opens the door for Bailey against fucking Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. He just, yeah. It's going to be a good solo run that she needs it. No, but in, in the difference, Asuka, Eoskai, and, and Kari Sane, man, together they they are just a wrecking ball. The only the only problem I see with that, I like the idea, but the only problem I see with that is that if they turn on Bailey, that then makes Bailey a face, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. In which she's been turning. If you look at it, the way she's yeah, but she, I like her better as a heel. I don't like her as a face. I think she's a great heel. But she doesn't need to be, essentially, she doesn't need to be a face. She could be a heel anyways. But because she's not going to go against this faction that just got kicked out, you can kick the heel out of faction, it's still going to be a heel. Um, it, yeah, is not, it, it won't turn a face. Uh, it doesn't need to essentially turn a face. So you just need to be heel, a solo heel, a long wolf. That's fair enough. Yeah. So I don't see it like turning face. It's just like fucking bitches kick me out. No, I like it. I like I, mean, happens, I love it. Like. That, that we're damage control and we're doing some damage control of our own and we're getting rid of you, Bailey. That's and, our and, damage control. And that's what's been happening lately. That's what's been happening. If you look at it, the, 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 what has been happening with damage control lately, that's how things are working out. It's working out towards yeah. the fact that Bailey, and also, got to remember, Kerry saying got kicked out, got let go because of Bailey, because of the mm-hmm. injury. So they kind of saw history in there and Asuka, we know what she could do. Uh, so I don't know. I see, I see that's what the main thing I think happening in these war games, women war games, because on the other side, it's just a, they got together. Um, great group going together against damage control, but yeah. just not much happening in terms of history in there. It's all about what's happening with damage control at the moment. But mm-hmm. going from there to fuck, this is a Pandora box, but we don't know what the fuck is going to happen here. This is no idea. This is the one that we don't know because the big surprise it got spoiled, kind of. Um, I still think that's a good way to do it. But it is Cody Rhodes, Seth Freaking Rollins, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and we just said it. He got announced the Viper, Run, Run the Orton versus the Judgment Day, which is Damien Priest, Finn Balor, Daddy Dom, and JD McDowell and Drew McIntyre in the mix, which we said Drew McIntyre is not part of the Judgment Day. He just wants to get back into fucking Jehuza. That's his main thing. Mm. But, many things. first of all, I don't think we need to talk about the match. It's going to be a great match. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we're going to talk about this because we know it's going to be a fucking destroyer. It's going to be a wrecking ball. Yeah. I think what we got to talk about it is 
what do you think is going to happen in terms of story? Because I'm going to tell you what I think first, and then you guys fucking tell me. Sorry, because I got it right. I agree yeah. with the fact they announced Randy Orton last week. I think it was the great because smart thing. People, we know where Survivor Series is going to be. This is in Chicago. Chicago CM Punk turf. No one touches CM Punk in Chicago. People starting to chant CM Punk. Every single show, every single way, people starting to chant. So the hype of CM Punk being there, plus all the fantasy between the, the the fans, finding different things every now and then, the fact they also commentators, uh, wrestlers have been using tags and uh, from 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 uh, CM Punk on when they're talking. Um, also, have been hoping to the hype of maybe CM Punk coming back. So I think a good way to like shut all the shit out was to say Randy Orton is the fifth man straight away. Because if you don't do, and I think I heard, um, I don't remember who I heard, um, he was saying, if you don't do this, you let this match to be a fucking failure and the, the fans to turn on you. Because people's going to be expecting CM Punk as a fifth member. And then Randy Orton shows up in Chicago, people's going to boo Randy Orton. That's gonna be the biggest boo you're gonna ever hear because people's gonna be expecting CM Punk. So you need to shut that shit down as fast as you can. And what better way to do it? They just announce the fifth man straight away so that way there's no doubt that CM Punk is not gonna show up. So I think they did really smart, really good way to like stop the fans. So if you hear this week, or we, we see a raw, we saw raw, but then if you see um SmackDown. I doubt that you're gonna hear CM Punk chants going around, and if you do, it's not gonna be for long because the hype of CM Punk probably being there is being shut down, unless something else happens. But I, that's what I think. Oh, look, I, I can understand why they did it, and and it's and it's for the reason exactly what you just said. Um, speaking personally, I didn't like the way they did it. Um, you're in Chicago; you're gonna get CM Punk chants anyway. Um, Chicago is a, 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 a smart wrestling crowd. Um, so you're going to get it anyway. Randy Orton's been out for 18 months. Randy Orton needed a surprise comeback, a huge surprise comeback. I think Triple H returning from his quad injury, which is probably one of the biggest pops in history. Uh, Randy Orton needed that. Not being announced essentially by a fucking crowd in Raw. Um, that's what I didn't like about it. Um, I understand the, like I said, I understand the reason, uh, kind of makes sense, but I just thought it was a waste opportunity for a massive, but you still get the big pop, but everybody knows it's like, it's like, you know, I know what I'm getting for Christmas, but I still get excited when I get it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, in terms of the match, I don't know what's going to happen in the match. I'm just really excited about it. Cause it's going to be a fucking great match. No, I agree. It's going to be great, man. Um, yeah, the crowd, right? Uh, the crowd. No, I'm happy Randy's back. It's been a, a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while um, that Randy hasn't come <laughs> No, it's it's all hell's going to break loose in this match. We're going to see turns. We're going to see some backstabbing. It's going to be great, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I think that um, Judgment Day is going to win somewhere or another. 
But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to this match. And also, we probably won't even see Randy Orton. That's the other possibility. Mm. He's been oh, announced. No, I think that's too. But you know why? But this is a simple thing. I think you said it, Marcel. How long has he been out for? 18 months. 18 months. 18 months out. And you're going to put Randy Orton in a war games? You know what are the possible risk of doing that? We're talking about mm. war games. We're talking about two different rings under a cage with everything goes. And you're talking about a guy that's coming back on a really bad injury. So maybe Randy Orton's not going to be the fifth man. Something's going to happen. And I think that's where everything's going because there's no other way to announce Randy Orton. Like you said, Randy Orton is a big pop. But you don't give him the big pop in a fucking match like this. You run the risk of him getting injured because even if they look after him, one, the ring rust is there, you know? Mm. been out for a long time. You know, Randy Orton, we know it's a great conditions, but ring yeah. rust is there. Second, he's going to be worried about his injury. And we're talking about a match where the fans are expecting to help break loose. Yeah. So you can't have a soft match. So you can't have a match where yeah. people are going to be worried about, oh, shit, Randy, you know? They will look after him, but in a match like this, shit, can't turn in two seconds. We've seen guys fucking get pins in the head, candlesticks, somersaults mm. out of the top of the cage, fucking breaking two tables at a time, thumbtacks. We don't know what they're going to bring in. What's his injury? Is it a neck injury or shoulder injury? Or it's a really it? bad neck injury. Ah, so yeah, that's yeah. So that, that's the problem. His injury was a neck injury. Even got told you're not going to wrestle anymore. Um, so, yeah. so we're talking about a really bad injury that in a war games, bro, that's risk as fuck. Yeah, so I think it that is. the whole Randy Orton thing is to stop the fans for thinking, fuck, Randy Orton's the fifth man. I like, who's going to be the fifth man? And then have a big pop of someone else coming up to the fifth man. Someone else oh. is going to come in. Who could be? Someone someone that lives in Chicago? Someone that could live in Chicago. Mm. Uh, Chicago. So Randy, Randy, what about this scenario? Randy Orton gets taken out by the judgment day as he comes into the building. Can't fight. Or We've got to make a phone call. Someone that lives here. Or before that happens, oh. like when they, they mm. get it into the ring, like into the, like run the orders coming in, they're showing in the car, and I don't know where, boom, Jantrum, and then jumps in, run mm. the orders, they get taken an ambulance, and then last minute call, who the fuck we call? You know? And 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 that's when people, and that's also risky because if you do that too early, the CM Punk is going to be in everyone's, everyone's head straight away. Mm. And then so, Kevin Owens walks out, but anyway. <laughs> and that's the thing. It, but, but you said Sammy saying said it. No, there's no way it's not happening. And we know he's gonna call mm-hmm. KO. He's not gonna call anyone else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So who else can come in? That's that's the thing. At the moment, CM Punk is the only one that everyone's waiting for, and we've seen it. And, and that's the problem is is that WWE is being hyping the fans on purpose with CM Punk. Like it's not we're not making fantasies here. You can hear. CM Punk, uh, uh, what's called uh, quotes from wrestlers during matches. CM Punk quotes from commentators during matches. CM Punk quotes mm. during promos. <laughs> so you've been hearing CM Punk quotes all over the place. And and mm. it's a war game. Who better to be in a fucking war game than CM Punk? <laughs> like it's yeah, just yeah. we're talking about. It's a perfect perfect scenario to have a CM Punk coming in, hoping out these guys. 
and then just pre going off in the sunset. He just came up from one match. He came to help yeah. out. And you know, waking CM Punk in a way that CM Punk is back. Because CM Punk yeah. is, we need an emergency call. We need someone to help us out. Who can help us out? And CM Punk shows up to help out. To help out. Like, it's really important word there. And I think that's the one they're going to keep the fans happy. He's coming to help. He's not coming to stay. And then you can have CM Punk fucking fuck off. It's a one-off. Why not having the one-off? Oh, he'll do a short run. He'll do a short run. He'll, if he comes yeah. back, if he comes back, he'll do a short run. Um, there'll be big money in it for him. Um, oh, yeah. I personally, personally, I, I, I do want to see him back in WWE, but I would rather see him back at the Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant Ooh. and then start a run there. Not win it, obviously. Oh, we know but, Chicago. Last time they... And yeah, this I know, the thing. but I know. And this, and this is the thing. Last time when he came back with AW, where did he do it? Chicago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> mm. so, so, so you know, if you're gonna bring CM Punk in, you have to do it in Chicago. There's no other place. Mm. You can't do it anywhere else because you know and I have the massive pop. Like you bring it up in Chicago and on Survivor Series, forget it. Like people's gonna be talking about this Survivor Series for like a hundred million years. Because mm. it's the one that CM Punk came back. This is the one that CM Punk came to hope. Fucking the CM Punk is back, they're winning the match. The judgment day is losing straight away. Yeah. If Judge CM Punk is not there, Judgment Day is winning the match. It's that simple. Mm. That's how things are going because there's no other way to do it. Like mm-hmm. this, this face guys need to win the match, but they need the big guy. And at the moment, it's Randy Orton. But Randy Orton, just after all the arguments I gave you, it's impossible to, for him to be in this match. It'll be fucking risky. Yeah. This you don't want to risk Randy Orton to have his last run, last fucking ten seconds. You know, because. If he gets injured again, Rod Leon is not coming back. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, simple, exactly. So you can't have him that. You need to have him having house matches, you know, having, you know, a, a one-on-one singles matches with mid-cutters so where he can build up and then create a story with Jey Uso because, you know, that's why he got taken out because of Jey Uso and get the story with Jey Uso going on until he has his last match with Jey Uso and then that's it. That's the last run Randy Orton probably is going to have. But... I think the risk of thing coming in now they're too big, so something needs to happen. And and yes, yeah, CM Punk is the most obvious guy out there, but it could be someone else. And I think this is where the whole uh, Nakamura thing is happening. Ooh. I think this. Is well, we have to pick a winner. We have to we have a bigger prediction. Okay, as I said it, and this is what I put it, the Joker car in here. If CM Punk appears in this match. I say um, Roy is winning. If uh doesn't happen, that's called for the judgment day. So that's why I leave it up to fucking whatever happened that day. I don't uh, know. Can't pick uh, yeah. yeah. I'll no, get the judgment day. Same judgment day. Judgment, judgment day for me as well. And judgment. First time I'm not going to pick a winner. Fuck, this is weird. Um... Yeah, no, I can't pick a winner. This, this all depends on the fifth man. I think that's that's where the story's going to go. Um, and I think this what I'm saying. This is going to be attached to what Nakamura's promos have been cutting because we know Nakamura's been cutting great promos. That we don't know who the fuck is he talking about. And I started mm. to do a bit of digging before uh, he left New Japan. And he was part of this faction called Chaos in, in New Japan which was a great faction there um, uh, running big names. And he had 
two big um, opponents in there. One, it was uh, the, Takesh, uh, Tahashi. What was his name right now? I think I put it in the chat, so I'm just going to really quick, really, uh, re uh, really quickly. Tanahashi, we had like great rivalry going back and forward about the Intercontinental Championship to the point that in the first the first time in the history of the, the win of the G1, which is kind of the win of the Royal Rumble, for the first time in history, he didn't pick going for the New Japan title. He went to go for the Intercontinental title of New Japan because he wanted to go against mm -hmm. Tanahashi again uh, because their story is just magnificent. Uh, but that finish with him kind of um, before he left, kind of kind of raising the hand of Tanahashi, like kind of uh, he you the next one to take over this title while I'm gone, even though they started as, as a friend. So they, they story close. But the one story they never got to close properly, and, and it's the one they I think that's where Nakamura is going, is against the Rainmaker, which is uh Okada, which we know at the moment is a free agent. And Kusido Okada, if you guys haven't seen him, he is one of the biggest start of wrestling in New Japan. He mm -hmm. has been every and with uh, Akari always gonna remember what Akari said. Every time New Japan was in in trouble, Okari is the man to go. Every single time. And I think that's where this is going. I think this could be the fifth man and this could be the guy that Nakamura is waiting for. This is the guy that will finish the story. This is why they will finally have that last run. They're finishing like a good friends when case like kind of everything left off even Okada like carry him in, on the shoulders, kind of start when he when he left New Japan in his last match, but they never had that good run, you know, because they were always racing each other, who was who had the title for longer. One was at the New Japan, the other in the continent. So they always were racing each other, uh, kind of this, having this rivalry. They never got to the ring to have a good story. So, in my opinion, that's who he's talking about. And this could be the guy that comes in the as a, as a fifth member of the, of the, the team in Rome. I, I I agree with ninety nine point nine of everything you just said. I don't agree he's going to be the fifth member. I don't think they're going to. They're not going to mix those storylines. It's like oil and water. You don't you don't mix them. I I think he is talking about someone from Japan. Um, the reason I think that is, I'm, I might be wrong, but I think. WWE, the Japanese market has traditionally been a tough one to crack for WWE. Yeah. Um, and AEW is making massive inroads with the Japanese talent that they're signing. And if you look at what WWE has just done with the females in terms of the Japanese wrestlers that we just spoke about, um, I think that's going to carry over into the men's. And um, the fact that they've got Shinsuke now cutting brilliant promos in Japanese um, – and the fact that he's talking about someone that nobody seems to know, um, I think it's a Japanese guy. Um, the research, the research you just did was fantastic. So I, I think it is that guy you just said that the rainmaker. I think it's him, um, and I think it, WWE already has it, as we know, uh, under under Triple H. Um, it's got. It's not like a, you know. There's not a fence around WWE where they don't deal with anybody. There's no forbidden door like there used to be with Vince, and we saw. Shinsuke Nakamura going over to Japan and fighting the Grand Muda on his on his farewell on his retirement match, so that that that's open like there's a relationship there. Um, I think it's that, and I think it's the guy that you said. I don't think he's going to be the fifth guy. I think it's a completely separate story. 
but uh, it's going to be a slow cook and it's like I'm loving what Shinsuke's done like I never really got into Shinsuke but I'm really into him now because just the promos he's cutting and he's just like you know that strong style it's it's, it's really good really really good yeah look seeing the Rainmaker in WWE wow it would be a dream to see you know one of the best in the history of Japan Japanese wrestling in WWE finally right so no I'm I'm excited if, if this is the way, the direction they're going. Of course, Hunter's more open to bringing in talent like this. And, and like Rod said, you know, WWE have always had a problem cracking Japan and hopefully this is it. But he's coming the second part of it. It's not finished. Uh-huh. Hang on a second. Now, I think also who Nakamura is talking about in the whole promos is Seth Rollins. Because he didn't never got to do what he said was going to do to Seth Rollins, which is leaving leave him on the ring without walking and just seeing Becky Lynch carrying him out of the ring. That never happened. So that's still f- to finish. Uh, it could be the whole promo that he's cutting. He's not waiting for someone to come and fight him. Who is waiting to set him free is someone that's going to come and help him to finally destroy Seth Rollins. And what better way to bring a fifth man that turns into the raw faction and just to see Nakamura in the background coming in. So that's why I think mm. he could be the fifth man. It just, it's, I know it's a big fucking twist, the whole thing, but it just, knowing that Randy Orton's not going to wrestle. If he wrestle, it'll be the biggest mistake that we have done in a long time because they're risking a great Orton, uh, a great legacy, which is Randy Orton to fucking get dead really fast in a in a match unless they're making a handicap match and just definitely no one else is coming and just run the order and gets taken out at the beginning and then never comes back and then that's it he becomes a handyman five against four you know but uh, i think that's what the thing could be i think that's if if it happened that way it would be fucking great because like twist 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 and then we see all this shit unramble in there um but again we don't know what's gonna happen in this one like I said, I can't even pick a winner. This is going to get a great match. We're going to see shit just flying left, right, and center. We got Randy Drew. He wants Jay's Uso's head. So he's definitely going to go for him. We still know that um, Seth Rollins got something with Dom. So he's going to go after him 100%. So we got people targeting people in this match all the time. So we don't know what's going to happen. We, what we know is going to be a great war games. It's going to be a massive yeah. build up to the end. Mm-hmm. The last match is going to go for like at least half an It has to be for at least half an hour. That's why there's not many matches announced. We got only five. Mm-hmm. This is what we just talked about five matches. Uh, we know the women's war games should start the, should start the night. I think that's, that'll be a great way to start the match with the women's. Uh, they'll leave a space for, for what could be, doesn't matter the order. Uh, if it's Kanta or Ria or Carlito Santa Squad, I think Nong is a fuck which is the order of those matches. I think it's the first time we don't, don't care. It's all about the, the it's all about the last war games. I think it's all about the men's match. I think everyone just, they won't care who wins the other matches. Yeah, they won't care what happened. They will enjoy it hundred percent, but the hype is all going to be at the end. And so yeah. the most important part I think out of this, I think will be how WWE works. This from the beginning of the pay-per-view to the end and with the, all the promos in between. If you're going to be throwing hints, it's going to be throwing stuff, it's going to be 
the whole thing is going to be rumbling around what's happening in the last match. I think that's that's the main thing and what's going to happen. I thought we can't even have fucking, I don't know, the bloodline getting involved in this. Who knows? Mm. Who knows who's going to get involved in this? You know, everything could happen. Who knows? That's, that's the main thing. Um, I don't know. What else, guys, you, you reckon? I don't know. I'll talk too much. No, I mean, I think we've oh. spoken enough about Survivor Series and WWE this week, so it um, might be yeah. time to head on over to the Renzo Wrestleverse. Yeah, look, and I have an amazing match this year, uh, sorry, this week for yeah. the Wrestleverse. I have uh, a match from some some that happened a while ago and it happened kind of continuously. But um, so this is this match is from 2009, so going way back, and it's a Ring of Honor match, and it's um, referring to what I mentioned earlier in the AEW segment about the Young Bucks going on hiatus. There was a tweet from the gentleman in this match um, who was asking them, "Why don't you come on over? We'd have some some great matches." And uh, this match is Ring of Honor, the Young Bucks versus Kevin Steen, which is, of course, none other um, than Kevin Owens versus El and Sorry, the Young Bucks versus Kevin Steen and El Generico. For those of you who don't know who El Generico is, it's Sami Zayn. Oh. So Sami so Zayn was the one that... Um, tweeted the, the Young Bucks and, and told them to come on over at any time. So watch this match. Great match. Uh, Young Bucks with Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens versus El Generico, Sami Zayn, Ring of Honor, 2009. A great, great match. These guys had amazing matches together. Already on the playlist. Nice. Already on the playlist, and man, I can't believe I forgot El Generico was Sami Zayn, bro. You know how I forgot about that? Oh, did he wear a mask? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he wore That's a mask. That's the funny part. El Generico. <laughs> uh, the fucking funny Sami Zayn has been, I completely forgot about him being El Generico, man. That was, that's hilarious. What year was that, Renzo? 2019. 2009. 2009, sorry. Oh, it wasn't that long ago. 2009. 2009, man. Fucking yeah, long time ago now, man. Two thousand nine. We're talking about. It's, it's more than ten years. Yeah, yeah, I know. I keep like I, I keep thinking twenty years ago was nineteen eighty, but I'm just an old. We always forget that. You know what? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guy. Fucking look at it. I, I, I just I imagine it's time through WrestleMania. So I keep forgetting WrestleMania one was nineteen eighty five, and we're up to WrestleMania thirty nine. WrestleMania that, forty right? now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So That's insane, up. man! Insane, insane. That looks like a so red match. Yeah, are we done, boys? Is that it for this week? Or I think we missed uh, something. You got anything more to say? I've got one thing that I want to mention. I know you're going to get pissed yeah. off about it, but how about Ronda Rose in Ring of Honor? Yeah, yeah. I should have just ended <laughs> the show. <laughs> how about nah, good that? Honor. Good honor. It's good to see it back, and it's good to see it in Ring of Honor. Good honor. I think. Um, um, like like we said before, Ring of Honor started off as a like you know a pure wrestling promotion, um, so I think she fits in well there. And a good honor for coming back, man. Like oh, I've got nothing against. Her. I like her. Um, I loved her in UFC. I didn't have any issue with her in WWE. And good honor, man. Like oh, anyone that steps inside the squared circle has got my respect, man. Like hundred percent. 
such a tough thing to do. And if, if you've got the, the fortitude to do it, then, mate, who am I to criticise, mate? And I would never criticise anybody for doing anything like that. No, man, it's great. Yeah, Ronda Rousey and, um, you know, AEW owns Ring of Honor, so I'm sure she'll make an appearance sooner rather than later in, in AEW. So, no, good honor. Yeah. And um, I just love one of the videos. Uh, I don't know if it was a fan and they put up, and it was hilarious because uh, first match into it, she got dropped into her head. <laughs> so, so someone put there, welcome to the Indies, Ronda. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, love yeah. that. <laughs> what a way to come to, to be welcome to the Indies to fucking get oh. dropped in your fucking head. Um, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. She picked up to go run, run, go in the Indies, uh, something that she, she never done. She went from UFC to WWE. So to be starting to do the rounds in the Indies is a great thing for her. So that means when we see her back in WWE, we're going to see a completely different Ronda Rousey. Which is great. Yeah, more mature, awesome. more more know more knowledge in in wrestling, and having wrestled other other in different promotions. Hopefully, probably even going to Japan now. Uh, just makes right. it makes it great. And yeah, uh, good honor. Good honor. And what are talking about it? What what everyone can hear us, uh, Renzo, before we go? Yeah, look, people can uh, listen to us on Spotify, iVox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Podbay, and Podbean. So uh, wherever you are listening on to your favorite podcast, we're there. Okay. And to finish it off, we're closing. With yeah, another, the voice of another great show. Another great show, guys. Another great show. Awesome week in wrestling. Awesome week coming up. I think I can hear the referee counting to 10. I think we've been counted out of the ring. So let's just tap out like we always do. And we'll see you guys next week on another exciting episode of the Lucha House Show podcast. Yeah.